Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. The Old Testament lesson comes from Jeremiah chapter 23. Am I a God nearby, says the Lord, and not a God far off? Who can hide in secret places so that I cannot see them, says the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, says the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long? Will the hearts of the prophets ever turn back? Those who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart? They plan to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, just as their ancestors forgot my name in Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let the one who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Our gospel lesson is from the Gospel of Luke. We continue to read sequentially through this gospel as we have been doing for quite a while. Uh, and. Uh, and Jesus has some harder words than we uh, maybe usually associate with Jesus uh, in this passage. So hear now and listen for how God is speaking to you through these words of Luke's gospel. This is Jesus um, is speaking to a crowd of people here. I came to bring fire to the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five and one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Here ends the reading. Thanks be to God. These are, you know, these are some kind of stern, uh, harsh words that we don't normally associate with Jesus, talking about not bringing peace and uh, and not uh, not bringing peace, but bringing division. But remember also, he's on his way to be crucified. We started at the beginning of June with that passage in Luke about Jesus set his eyes on Jerusalem. He is on his path to Jerusalem to be crucified. He's fulfilling his mission, and he knows that. He knows that time is short, and so he's very serious. He's not mincing his words anymore. He's giving his disciples this very hard truth. He wants to give them everything they need before he goes. He knows he's not going to be with them. And Jesus has had this very comforting, kind of nicey, nicey message that God loves you, 
that you are forgiven. And don't worry about that because there's nothing that you can do that will make God not love you. Or, or there's nothing that you can do that God cannot and will not forgive. It's God's nature to love and to be forgiving. That was part of Jesus' message. And then Jesus also says, you know, love your neighbor. Be peaceful. Uh, be a champion for the poor and the outcast. There really is nothing in his message that's uh, stern or judgmental or horrible. It is this very nice message, a very beautiful and compassionate message. But as the disciples have witnessed, and as we have witnessed reading through this gospel, this is also a very threatening message to some people. For some, this message of love and compassion is very, very threatening and very dangerous. And that message, Jesus' message, is often met with hostility. And certainly it's going to end with incredible hostility in the crucifixion. And that message, I think, is still often met with hostility today. There's a part of us that wants to hear the message of love, but that part of us that sometimes finds reasons not to, or finds reasons to be hostile to that message, because it's a message that's a challenge to the power structure. It's a message that's a challenge to wealth and to the power of violence. It's a challenge to religious leaders, certainly. It's a divisive message, even though it's a message of love and of peace. It's a, dis it's a divisive message. Think of the many challenging things that Jesus said and did. Everything is couched in this message of love, Love your neighbor, love yourself, love God. But the way that that's lived out can often be difficult. So he gives us the parable of the prodigal son that challenges the notions of inheritance and of who is deserving of forgiveness. Or the parable of the rich farmer that we read two weeks ago who had the abundance and so built new barns and God called him a fool for doing so. Or the way that Jesus ate and talked with women, the way that he healed on the Sabbath, breaking the law for the sake of compassion, the parable of the employer who paid all of his uh, employees the same wage for the day, a full day's wage, whether they worked all day or worked only an hour or two at the end of the day, the feeding of the 5,000, the way that Jesus accepted water from the Samaritan woman at the well and spoke with her in public, challenged all those religious and political notions. And so I don't think that Jesus is saying in, in this passage, talking to the crowd, I don't think he's saying that the reason he came to earth was to cause division. I don't think he's saying that I came to earth so that I could get families fighting amongst themselves. That's uh, it seems to be completely uh, against everything else that Jesus said. That's not the goal. But I think he's being realistic and saying it was to his disciples that division is not the goal. The goal is this message of love, but that many human beings, many of your brothers and sisters, will find this to be a very difficult message to hear and will be hostile to it and will be against you because of it. 
His disciples, Jesus knows that his disciples are not going to be with him, or he's not going to be with the disciples a whole lot longer because he's on his way to Jerusalem to be crucified. And so he's warning them that if they continue his message, this is what they can expect. This kind of division and family squabbles. This is what you have to be willing to live with if you want to keep going in my way. Unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. And when this gospel was being written, when Luke was writing this gospel down about 50 years after the resurrection, in those early years of the Christian church, what Jesus says here was, was pretty accurate to what life was like for Christians in that area at the time. This was still a pretty new movement. There weren't, a, a, you know, wasn't a, a, a huge spreading out yet of Christianity. Most people in the area were either still Jewish or followed the Roman, uh, the Roman religion or maybe even Greek religion or pagan religion. So this Christian religion was still pretty new. And at the time that the gospel is written, it was a cause of division and strife within families. Because maybe only one or two or three people from a family would have decided to become a follower of the way, and the rest wouldn't. And there was persecution of Christians at the time. It was dangerous to be a Christian. You could be arrested. You might be killed. And so there was tension in families of the non-Christians saying, look, you've got to stop saying that Caesar is not Lord. You have to stop refusing to honor Caesar. He's the emperor. It's dangerous to say the things that you're saying. We don't want you to be killed. There was division caused by that. And some of these early Christians willing to die, to be crucified or to be thrown to the, to the animals, to be ripped apart or whatever. So there was some real threat of violence against the Christians, and there may very well have been division within families of these Christians saying, no, Caesar is not Lord, Jesus is Lord, and maybe others in the family really liked the emperor. Maybe they really liked Rome. That can cause some division. You know, like having Republicans and Democrats in the same family. Uh, or, you know, Catholics and Lutherans or whatever uh, divisions we may have had in the past. It, you know, there was a lot of tension and stress in families because of people following Jesus. Families were set against families and neighbors against neighbors. And that's always the risk with living out this message. And I think we've seen it in our own time. The civil rights movement. Look at all of the fighting that went around the civil rights movement. Because not everyone thought that everyone else should be free. Or the struggle against apartheid in South Africa, the struggle of uh, LGBT people here in America and even around the world has often caused division. You know, and many of these movements began, a part of the reason that they happened is because people looked at the gospel message and said, you know what, everyone should have freedom. Everyone should have equal access to the law. Everyone should have equal rights. We must overthrow apartheid. We must overthrow segregation or discrimination because Jesus said to do that. 
or that everyone should have equal access to the communion table is often a divisive thing to say. We still fight over that thing, about who can come, who can't come. Like we all like the idea of freedom, but sometimes when it's put in the language of freedom for that other person, not so keen on it anymore. It comes to fighting. Some find that threatening. And they set family against family. You know, thinking of this last week in, in Egypt, they burned down churches and, uh, and damaged them and vandalized churches, all this uh, uh, violence against Christians in Egypt. And I uh, can't remember what it was, 20 or 30 years ago, Bishop Romero, when he was assassinated in Central America for trying to free uh, the people down there. There's risk in being a Christian. Because being a Christian following Jesus' way is to not accept the status quo. It's to always be pushing and pushing and pushing humanity, pushing all of us closer and closer to the realm of God, which means pushing people to give up some of uh, the political ideas or ideological ideas that we have, always pushing toward the kingdom of God, toward the realm of God, and to remind people and to remember and to believe and proclaim what Jeremiah said at the beginning of the passage. That God's not a far away God. Our God did not create things and then disappear. God is not a disinterested God or an uncaring God, but God is a near God. God is close by. God is intimate. God is connected to us. God is active in our lives, active in our world. Our God is a God who cares. Who cares. Who is deeply connected to us. Who wants the best for all of life and for all of creation. And unfortunately, that is still a threatening message to some. So there is truth in Jesus' words. Division is not the intent, but it sadly can sometimes be the result. Preaching his message of living Jesus' way. But as Christians have done for 2,000 years, we will continue to preach it. And at Plymouth, we will continue to live it, and to live it as faithfully as we can. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. And I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, this is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.